Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the Fumble. This is a different Fumble uh, from what you're used to and without doubt from what we're used to. Vernon Kane, Darren Fletcher. Darren, just explain where we are and what we're doing. Well, for a start, we're side by side, which we're not very often. I'm normally in the house and you're normally in the studio. But today we are in the grounds of Wembley Stadium. We are literally, what, 30 yards from the front door of Wembley Arena. You can maybe just about hear the fountains in the background. And literally 15 yards from where we are sat are the handprints of the great status quo duo Francis Rossi and Rick Parfit, which I've just been taking a picture of and we're going to put on the Fumble Twitter page. So we've got a lot of, a lot of people walking about around us. But what I will say is where the NFL link comes from, of course, in a couple of weeks the game's going to be here and we're probably only about 30 yards from when the, where the tailgate will probably be. So it's a bit of nostalgia, a bit of a feeling, a bit of excitement, all that kind of thing. I guess we're getting warmed up. Yeah. We're getting warmed up for the Wembley game. Well, the first of the Wembley games. And uh, the LA uh, Raiders, Auckland Raiders, LA Raiders, Vegas Raiders, they're going to stay in the Hilton Hotel, which is just behind us. Which so is, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a build-up to, to the Wembley games. But that's not the episode that we're doing at the moment. But we will do one of them. But, but it is you can feel the excitement. If you look at the hotel, look, the Hilton, it's silver and black. The sign's silver, the hotel's black. That's why the Raiders are staying there. Raider Nation, the host of the Raider Nation. Uh, it's been a good week. It's been a really good week, uh, mainly because the Panthers had a bye week, so they were all kind of chilling out, maxing, relaxing for the first week, and then second week, obviously this week, they're back in training for this weekend's games. But F.A. Obada came over, our good friend F.A. Obada came over to do some tweaking of his visa. Uh, we'll listen to that a little bit later on. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. I've got to, I've got to, that's not an apology, but I've got to kind of make a little point at this stage about last week. Because you know when we talked about... Can I just, can I just stop you? <laughs> All right, no, it, it, it is an apology and it's a serious apology. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no, no. Let, let me say my bit and then you can interject, Darren, as you always do. No, but because now that we're side by side, I can literally manhandle you and put my, mouth, my hand over your mouth and say, Darren, just stop. Just stop. Let me, let me just clarify one thing. All right, so uh, our producer, Simon Cross, usually gives us details as to who and where people are listening. And this week, Simon, we've had a very, very special listener. From where? Uh, from an airplane uh, on his way out of the UK to a big power meeting uh, involving the future of the NFL. Right, so we are talking, of course, <laughs> about our wonderful leader, 
uh, the guy sat at the top of the NFL UK office, Alistair Kirkwood. And Darren, no, you may apologise. Yeah, Explain. So, so we said last week, I said how great it was that Effie Abada was in the NFL on merit and how annoyed I was. The, the, Lauren Sequoia, the discus thrower, had kind of shimmered his way into the NFL and tried to nick his way into the league. I mentioned Max Boyce meeting the Dallas Cowboys. I think you might have thrown Clive Allen into the mix. Yeah, well. I did, I did. Yeah. So, uh, Alistair just sent word back, say, tell the boys that I really like the podcast. Whoa, 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 stop right there, brother. Hang on a minute. Don't throw me under the bus. That's absolute codswallop. Stop, stop right there. Alistair, I know you're a regular listener, I, and you will know, my dear friend, uh, the one and only, Mr. Kirkwood, that I don't need to apologise. It's you that needs to apologise. Crikey. Wow. I know it's a team effort, but you know what? See what he did there, Simon? So, using the royal we, as I was initially, <laughs> that, that uh, he, he kind of mentioned that, just just points out to Fletch that... Thank you. Yeah, that, that Lawrence Sequoia was nothing to do with the, the office here. That was a Lawrence Sequoia production. So, I kind of knew that, and I wasn't having a dig at them. But it's nice to know that Alistair's taking such an interest in what we're doing. So, I'm really pleased he's listening. <laughs> and uh, let's move on. But thank you, Darren. I'm sure, on behalf of Alistair Kirkwood in the NFL UK office, thank you, Darren, for your heartfelt <laughs> apology. Uh, we had a cap-off this week. So yeah. I, I didn't realise that, uh, obviously, Simon and Darren have worked closely together doing the coverage for BBC Radio 5 Live in the past. And they've got a bond. Um, and it's a weird bond. It's a bond that involves baseball caps. So they are fine, thoroughbred collectors of baseball caps. And if you go to our Twitter feed, you, we had a cap off. So it's basically, what caps have you got? I've got more caps than you. Um, and you can see the collection of baseball caps that we have. I think we've covered every every base and every NFL team there. Absolutely. Well, I'm moving house, you see. So Lauren, my wife, said there's, there's a cupboard in the house that's got all the caps in. So she said, I'm going to get the caps out and I'm going to show you just exactly how many you've got. So when she did it, I was quite stunned. That then led to Crossy and you doing exactly the same thing. I'm just looking at your collection at the minute. You've actually got a Rio Ferdinand one in there, a five brand yeah. in there too. Mine are all squashed together and stacked. God knows what the floor would look like if I got them all out. But I think I've just about edged it. But then today, we've met up. You had the biggest win in the Fancy League last week, which we're going to get to in a bit. So you won the cap this week. So you've selected a Bengals cap, which I brought down for you. I didn't want Crossy to feel left out, so I brought him a Texans one down. And in return, he's got me a Packers. So this whole cap thing's completely out of control. So not only have we got too many now, we've actually got more. So our respective partners from last week um, are all now sitting there going. So Carla said in the week, I feel so close to Lauren right now because Lauren's got all the caps. Tess is just fed up with you anyway for buying all this stuff that you're buying. And that's what she said. She said, uh, how many of them have you bought? And I tried fobbing her off by saying, oh, listen, every time I go to the NFL office, I get given a hat or a collection of hats. She's like, no, you're lying. I've seen you buy at least five in Lids in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's kind of where we are. So we, we, we put it to the vote. We've got the pictures up there. Whose is whose? I think the, the, the vote we've got at the minute, they've got Crossy tabbed as the worst defender. I've got to own up, I am the worst defender. And what I've also got is a box full in the garage that she's forgotten about, which is sealed away. Oh so she doesn't God. even know about those. Wow. Yeah. And there are some good ones around. I, I'm not a big fan of the, uh, what do the kids call them? The, the flat ones. I like, yeah. I like the truckers ones, yeah. the ones that really fold over. But I think there's, uh, if you go to NFL shop, nice plug for NFL shop, they've got some retro hats as well retro caps you know the old school sideline ones and there's one thing i want to show you in a couple of weeks the seahawks arrive and my first ever nfl baseball cap was a seattle seahawks one now do you remember uh the old seahawks head coach 
Chuck Knox. Chuck Knox, yeah. right? Chuck Knox wore a baseball cap which just said, in letters, Seattle Seahawks. Has it got mesh at the back? It has got oh, mesh at the back. Yeah. I had That's my first ever NFL baseball like cap. That. But not only that, I went to a pre-season with the Seattle Seahawks and it's signed by Steve Largent and Dave Craig. Is it? Yeah. You see, you know what I find though? You've got longer hair than me. <laughs> so, so mine's quite short at the back. And then when it starts to grow, those mesh ones, the hairs stick out the hole. So you look like a fucking hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> you so, or like one of them, one of them more mature ladies who sits in the hairdressers having a perm. You know when they, the, or the streaks. I think it is. You know when they pull the hair through that rubber cap. You've had streaks in your time, don't you? Know what I'm talking I've about? Natural streaks, man. <laughs> you know. What, I think to be honest with you, I think looking at you, now, like now that you're not on Skype and we could talk face to face, I think we're sharing the same hair dye. I think mine. I think I started using it a little bit before you because mine's. I'm totally grey at the back and black at the front. I'm like a badger. If you look at it, <laughs> I'm like a badger now. Have your pubes gone grey yet? No, no, no. And my beard's not too bad either. Oh, my beard looks alright. Okay, yeah. So people think, are you dyeing your barnet grey? Because your beard's black. And just splash no. a bit on the beard to yeah, make it no, look natural. No, no. Yeah. Now I'll tell you what we have got to talk about. I can't wait. It took us this long. We do. We love the fantasy, don't we? So in the winner takes all league, I played Crossy last week. You played Crossy the week before. The information we don't need to give anybody, really, because we've already worked it out. We both beat him. He got 44 points on the Thursday night game. And then as the, as the Sunday evening went on, I gradually inched his kecks down by the play <laughs> until he was stood there exposed to the world at midnight with nothing. So 4-0 and for me, 4-0 and for you. And this week... Someone's oh my friend, has to go. I think, we play each other. I know, I think it's going to be mine because I don't have a strong receiving core. I've got Zeke at running back. Adrian Peterson has got a niggly ankle injury. So there's three players on my team that are questionable. Peterson, uh, Zeke as well, and Breda for the 49ers. has got a shoulder injury, apparently, and he's my flex. But I've got uh, John Brown, wide receiver for the Ravens. He's doing some decent numbers. I think he's the deep man uh, for Joe Flacco at the moment. And I've also got Woods for the Rams, who he, uh, he gets the highest percentage of looks from Jared Goff, but doesn't really take advantage of getting the ball. I've just got a team of all-stars, and they're sitting there at the minute. They're on that boat. You know the one that, who was it who rented the boat and went off? Was it Odell Beckham? Yes. They're on that boat at the minute, because they've only got you this weekend. So they're all together on the boat, somewhere in the, the Bahamas, doing what they do, scantily clad people all around them. Well, I think I don't think you've had a week of less than 110 points. No, I haven't. I got I got a, about 130 this week, and the thing is, what, what what I'm getting tremendous pleasure out of, and I'm looking forward to you doing the same this week. The lads that I beat have their best week and lose. It's brilliant. So they're all giddy about, oh, look at the way my team's doing. But at the end of the day, they just feel the force of Alvin Kamara, and at that stage, they just can't cope. Well, uh, I think we had a, a pre-fumbled podcast chat. And I said, when, uh, when's Mark Ingram back, Darren, for the New Orleans Saints? And you said... This week, I think. Ah, there it is! So come on! Come on, the Saints! I think it's only fair that when a guy uh, has been suspended, yeah. you know, he comes back with fire in his belly, he's going to be angry, he's going to have a point to prove. I think the Saints might give him uh, a good run out, you know, yeah, well, on, on Sunday. Listen, I've made, I've made a change today, so... I got rid of Antonio Callaway, who's dropping passes right, left, and centre. And I, I drafted in, and he's into the starting line at week one of the Jacksonville Jaguars, D.D. Westbrook. And having looked at your team, I think I could have drafted Daniela Westbrook in and still won this week. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you could have, but but I think my I think the lads in our fantasy uh, league, winner takes all league, 
they mocked me on yeah. draft day. And I think what I've done, even though Greg the Leg has been injured, he's only played one game. He's back. I think he's back this week, but I'm not going to put him in. I've got the uh, uh, Prater for the uh, Lions. You've got Clive Allen going this week. Yeah, I've got Clive Allen going in. Yeah, Harry Kane actually is actually having a weekend off and he's having a tryout for, just for my fantasy team. Yeah. But I, I think it's worked. I've got a great, the best tight end. I've got... So I've heard. Yeah, I've got a decent quarterback. <laughs> I got a running back who shifted some big numbers last week in Elliott for the Cowboys, and I think they utilised him completely differently to any game so far this season. They, they, they started, if you watch him, throwing the ball to him in the flats, and then a couple of fakes, and then next minute, he's down the sideline. Did you notice, or do you notice, on a Sunday, the giddiest of everybody in the league is Big Tim, Kung Su Panda. Yeah. And he's giddy every week, he's, he's calling everybody out, he wants to bet every week, and then when you say, well, go on, we'll have a bet, you never hear from him again. So this week he, he lost for the first time. How quiet was he this week? Oh. It, my, my phone never tinged. I got the odd one off internet rich because the Browns were getting done again. So he was taking his belt and shoelaces off before he went to bed. <laughs> never heard a peep out of Big Tim, did we? How strange is that? But I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one thing I did notice. You were very quiet up until the late games last Sunday, Darren. You didn't pipe up, didn't say anything. Just, just kind of let the waves go under the bridge. And then all of a sudden, boom! Fletch is on the WhatsApp group. Oh, here we go. You know what I did? I had to wait until the projected scores favoured me. There was favouring Crossy for a period of time. And when they got to my side, I thought, might just be time to point out to Crossy that a couple of my lads are having a decent night. And I got nothing back because he's probably counted his caps at that point. But he never got back to me. But there we are. So this week, it's me and you. You are actually projected to win. I'm going to get the two. Yeah, it's 102 to me, 101 to you. Right. So let me, Kamara Chameleon against the London Warriors. Uh, these are the lineups as they stand at the minute. So the London Warriors this week will be rolling out Aaron Rodgers, Ezekiel Elliott, Adrian Peterson, Robert Woods, John Brown, Zach Ertz, Matt Brader, the San Francisco 49ers defence, mm. and Matt Prater. Yeah. The Kamara Chameleon, Boy George's finest, will be rolling out Andrew Luck, Alvin Kamara, hence Kamara Chameleon, Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, Juju Smith Schuster, Ben Watson, nearly said Bubba, I've got the Ryder Cup on my mind. <laughs> Daniela Westbrook, the Arizona D against the 49ers, and Will Lutz. But I've got some great bench options. You have there. got, I, I mean, you got Will Fuller, the, 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 the fifth. Fifth. The fifth. Who, who, who I had him last year, and you know what? He is a good flex player. Yeah. He is a good flex player. I, I, if you look at his numbers, they're pretty decent. But if you just scroll down again, Darren, just let's take a look at your team. right? I, I like uh, looking at who opposing players who they're facing, right? Andrew Luck's against New England. Kamara's Shootout. Yeah, Shootout. Exactly. Kamara's against Washington. No problem. No, really? Yeah. No rollover. They've got good edge players. McCaffrey against the Giants. Kamara got 36 points against them last week. Oh, shut up. Yeah. Tyreek Hill yeah. against the Jags. He's struggling a bit, Tyreek. He's a concern. Yeah, he only had yeah. five points for you last week. Juju Smith-Schuster against that late. Can't stop anybody. No. Bubba Watson, if he's got the pink shafted driver, no problem whatsoever. Daniela against she, she, she's got Sid Owen coaching that one <laughs> and then I've got the and she's had a new septum put in so she's rocking <laughs> yeah so there we go there we go <laughs> so there you go alright well we'll see we'll see I'm not confident but you know we'll, we'll find out where we sit at midnight on Sunday night oh go on here we go let's make a request at this stage yeah. bearing in mind Alistair's listening to the podcast can we put a request into the London office that when he next has a power meeting with the movers and shakers in NYC that we just stop the season now, 
have a shootout between the Kansas City Chiefs and the LA Rams for the Super Bowl. That'll end up about 75-60. And then they can just play a series of friendlies the rest of the way. Because <laughs> I would love to see the Chiefs and the, and the Rams in the Super Bowl. Mahomes against Goff. And it, just, it would be the highest scoring Super Bowl, I'm sure, in the history of high scoring Super Bowls. Because neither of them play defence particularly well. I'd just love to see those two play each other. It would be just... A continuous stream of 20-yard, yeah. 30-yard passes from both <laughs> quarterbacks. I mean, on Thursday night, Kirk Cousins, after the game, he walked over to Gerard Goff and he said, dude, I've been in the league seven years and that's the best performance I've ever seen yeah. from a quarterback. They've just got so many weapons. And obviously, we're a quarter way through the season now, Darren. You did say that the San Diego Chargers would be in the Super Bowl. How are you feeling about that prediction right now? With only four games down coming into week five. Right now, I feel like I've made a bad call, if truth be known. But, but, what I would say is, what, what never happens, you never see the Chargers get blown out. If, if Rivers, if Rivers, he'll get 30 points every time they play. I think as the season goes on and they get Joey Bosa back in, that's key for them on defence. At the minute, Melvin Ingram's fighting the losing battle on one end of the line. The double team in Melvin Ingram, not getting a pass rush. The defence is, is built around getting pressure on the quarterback. When Bozer comes back, they'll, they'll give up less points. Rivers, I think, is going to carry on putting up numbers because he's got a great receiving core. Melvin Gordon's doing well. I think they're going to be a better team in the second half of the season. I'd also, be, I'd also say that if you look at the AFC, I wouldn't be that confident about putting anybody in the Super Bowl from there because Kansas City almost blew it against the bang-average Denver team on Monday night. So that kind of shows they've got limitations. We're not really sure what New England are going to be yet. Are they going to be the team that beat the Dolphins or the one two or three weeks before? I'm not completely in on the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not completely in on Jacksonville. So I think you could get a surprise still from the, the AFC. I did say they were going to play the Rams in the Super Bowl. I'm really confident about that. I mean, I, to me at the minute, they're, I don't know what you think, but they're head and shoulders above every other team in the league, I think. Well, let's just have a quick chat. Uh, we won't go into too much detail, but what makes that team so strong? Because if you look at Gerard Goff, it took him a while to settle into the Rams regime, and then new head coach came in, and he just completely changed it. It looks like he's injected a lot of energy, confidence, and that's what you need in any sport, isn't it? I've been listening to a few podcasts in the US this week, and they, they, they were, one of them made a really good point, and, and, and they said, look, you know, we, we kind of do a quarterback down if we think he's a system quarterback but a system quarterback tends to be a successful quarterback and they said let's not beat about the bush Joe Montana was a system quarterback because he played the West Coast offense and Jared Goff is a system quarterback for Sean McVay and at the moment Sean McVay is the most creative and imaginative um, maker of designer of plays in the NFL not to get too technical but he's the best at it you know, Kyle Shanahan's not a million miles behind him, and Andy Reid's pretty good too, but McVeigh's kind of up there on his own. And when you give him the weapons he's got, the speed that he's got, and the line that he's got to protect all these guys out there, they just, you've got to put 45 up to beat them. And that, you know, a lot of these teams, I think, are going to be beaten before they get out there because they're just not built to do that. What do you think's at the top of the Rams pyramid, success wise? If you took out one player, and they folded. Which one player would that be? Who is the key to that team? Is it is it their running game? Is it their quarterback? Is it their receivers? Because the receivers score as much points or as many points as, as Todd Gurley. And let me ask you this question as well. Two questions. So there's that one first. Yeah. Secondly, who's the second running back for the LA Rams? No idea. <laughs> No idea. <laughs> See? No idea. Unbelievable. Yeah. Is it still Ron Brown? What he playing in the 80s? I think it's Eric Dickerson. I would say that the most important player is Gurley. Because without Gurley and that huge home run threat in the running back position, 
you can you can key a little bit more on Goff and the passing game. I think Gurley makes it tick. But I tell you another one that they couldn't do without, and that's Andrew Whitworth, the left tackle, who ever since they got him in at the start of the last season has solidified an offensive line that was really shaky for two or three years. Whitworth has come in and made that unit better straight away. It's one of the best units in the league now. And, and the biggest friend of a young quarterback, and that's what Goff is, is a running back and a left tackle, and they've got both of them. So they've got two key pieces in a key position. And I think as well, you know, the defence will start to make plays at some stage. I mean, Aaron Donald and people like that aren't going to go through the season in shootouts like this. They are going to make one or two plays along the way. Yeah, I think Aaron Donald is the key to uh, getting Goff and his military offence on the field. If they have a good game, then they're just going to score tens of points. Bearing in mind you've dug my picks out, memory serves me correctly, you were the New England Patriots against the Atlanta Falcons, old boy, one of which is 1-3 and three and lost at home to the Cincinnati Bengals, the cap that I bought you today for winning the thing. So if you'd like to pick up and just, have a, just do five minutes, yeah, just do five minutes on that, will you? Excuse me, do beg your pardon. Oh, what were we saying? Oh, just, just, sorry. Just, just, what? Yeah. <coughs> oh, goodness gracious me! Yeah, uh, let's talk about FA. Let, let, on a lighter note, shall we? Uh, well, no. Uh, let it's Tom Brady. It's Belichick. Just leave it there. Something well hey, adjust. It's Dan Quinn. It's Matt Ryan. It's yeah. a defence with no players. Let's just leave that there. Yeah. All right, fair enough. You said it all. Yeah, so FA was in tone. FA Obada, former London Warrior, a young gentleman who spent the last four years trying to find a team in the NFL. He was at the Cowboys on their practice squad. Kansas City, brief spell there. So he got taken off the practice squad because they had gaps to fill. Then he went to the Falcons and now he is at the Carolina Panthers and he's a legitimate 53-man squad member. People have been singing his prayers. Cam Newton's got a nickname for him after the Black Panther movie. Calls him Wakanda, is that right? I don't know, but that's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Doesn't that show you? I mean, you know him, so that... You, I mean, we don't, but you know him. You know him as a guy. You've only ever said positive things about him. But what an impact he's made in that locker room. If Cam Newton, alpha male for Carolina, the main guy on the roster has picked a guy out, Effie Abada, and given him a nickname and welcomed him into the family in that way. That shows you what he must be like and the impact and impression that he's made within that locker room. Well, I think having FA on your team, what it does, it doesn't allow anyone to rest on their laurels. It doesn't allow anyone to rest on their name. It doesn't allow anyone to rest on the fact that they have a contract for however many years with so much guaranteed money. Because when you see a kid who's, let's face it, who's at the bottom of the NFL pay scale, grafting, first out, last in on the practice field, you have to step up your game, your mental game anywhere. You know, not necessarily the physical, because all NFL players are physical, but you've got to step up your mental game and put your best foot forward. And that's what FA's done. So we caught up with him because he was uh, in, in London tweaking his visa. And we sat down and we had a chat. This is myself and FA in a dead posh hotel in central London. I know you don't want to talk about your past. Yeah. Right, because that is the past. It's yeah. done. Exactly. You can't change that. Exactly. It's your story. Now the future is what you're about. This is the FA Abada that is the result of everything that's happened in the past, so to speak. Yeah. But... However, we have to allude to it. I don't, want to, I don't want you to talk about it, okay. but we have to allude to it, right? Because people can appreciate what you've been through and they can also appreciate your, I know it's a cliche, but the journey that you're going through, the journey that you're going through. Like you say, someone at the airport said, oh my gosh, your story is amazing. And I just showed you a video from my kids. And what makes me so emotional, I am going to get emotional because I've known you from the start. <laughs> is your selfless dedication to commit yourself to success. Because there are too many kids in this world who want it, yeah. but don't go and get it. That's and true. you've gone out 
and got it and achieved it. And Sunday was, for me, the pinnacle. Like, and I know that you want to take that pinnacle even higher. Because Definitely. Let's talk about the fact that that's your first game. That is my first game. You know, I'm, I'm celebrating the fact that it's my first game because just, <laughs> you know, there's, there was... Okay, I need to get on the practice squad. No, there was. I need to get on a team. Yeah, you need to get into a team. I need to get in the NFL. Then it was. I need to get on the practice squad. I need to get better. I need to get to a point where I can survive in this league, regardless of where I am. Then it's. I need to get on the 53. Then it's. I need to get on the field. Then it was. I need to get sacked. <laughs> but then, but now you know, you just you just keep adding more goals and you just keep trying to attain that. And you know, last week was amazing. But it is my first game. I'm happy that was my first game. You know, I'm going to celebrate that. But I need to keep building up on that. I need to work even harder. You know, to you know to sustain that consistency and show this team that I'm capable of helping them win. Because complacency has been the death of many a career. Definitely. And I don't think you're the kind of guy who's going to be complacent. You've no. had a great first proper game in the NFL. Uh, I would imagine that your next goal is to be an every-down defensive end. Definitely. Instead of just a partial stone Definitely. defensive end. Honestly, my next goal is to just help. My, my next goal is just to help my team win in any way that I can, whether it's a first down or a special teams. I'm, I'm not willing. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to help this team win. Tell, tell me why there's a there's a picture that's gone out on social media and it's you receiving the game ball yeah. from Coach Rivera, right? And it's my favourite picture. It's my favourite picture. It's a, it's a really good picture. Because that's the FAO Barda that we know from the Warriors. <laughs> yes. right? That's the guy who turned up smiling, constantly loving beating people up, constantly loving the commitment and you know to the defensive rush and getting a quarterback and this, that and the other. And that smile on your face is good, but what's even better is that everyone in the background has exactly the same smile. What have you done to get all the Panthers on board the FAO Barda story? Honestly, just... Just being myself, you know, just um, just work, just work hard, just constantly grow. Stop right there, right? <laughs> Say that down the camera, all right? Because this is what I want everyone to know. And we alluded to it at the beginning of the interview. People want things given to them. But listen to this, what FA's about to say. Oh, come on. Go on, just say it again. That was a big build-up. But um, just you just have to work, honestly. Um, there are people in life that are going to help you. And no, nobody achieves anything without support and help. But you have to put yourself in that position. And, you know, you have to be prepared. And success happens when preparation means opportunity. And, you know, I prepared. I work hard. I'm first out there. And I do that. And, you know, I work on my weaknesses. Sometimes it clicks. Sometimes I have to keep repeating it, keep repeating it until, it until it clicks. But then, you know, just show, they like that. They like to see that you work. And then I got my opportunity and I made the most of it. And uh, can you get me a signed Cam Newton jersey, please? <laughs> <laughs> because apparently you're, you and him get on really well, right? He's a, he's a really cool guy, yeah. He's, he's, he's very intelligent, works very hard. And um, he's someone that, you know, um, that I, I, I look up to and I admire. Yeah. But you've also got a relationship with Julius Peppers because I also saw on the sideline, I think it was after the interception at the weekend against the Bengals that Julius came over and he gave you a big hug yeah. had a quick whisper in your ear yeah. I'm not going to ask you what he said <laughs> because I would imagine it's very personal Yeah. but that's another relationship that can be treasured and also a guy who's been in the league for a long long time someone to learn from definitely honestly before um, you know I'm not uh, I didn't grow up in football as you know but so before that I didn't really know of his resume and what he's achieved and um, 
you can tell he's very respected in Carolina, very respected on, 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 in the organization, and um, you know, rightly so because he's achieved so much. And to be my locker, to be right next to his, I'm. And that's the, that's where I'm trying to head to. I'm just yeah. gonna, I'm going to be a sponge. I'm going to watch how he moves. I'm going to study him. I'm going to study how how he studies, and you know, try to emulate that. Try to you know, replicate that in my own version, in my own way. There was something really nice in uh, all the interviews that you did after that game on Sunday against the Bengals. Is that you had a week to study film, and you saw everything that was coming. Yeah. You know, so all that hard work had paid off in film study. Let's talk about the Warriors, okay. right? Because we didn't have film study. <laughs> I think film study How, was was an evening at a chicken restaurant. How can you, you can't really study anything. You don't really know who's going to be there. <laughs> no. You know, just a bunch of guys. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the the British American Football League is a lot different to the NFL. Like yes. it's ones over here, ones over here. Definitely. However, hopefully we can. We have a work ethic at the Warriors. Yes. And the work ethic is that at the Warriors, we are an amateur club striving for professional standards. And I would imagine that there are several things at the Warriors that you just casually stepped into in the professional thing that are exactly the same. And that makes a difference, right? Yes, definitely. Um, it's, you can't, no matter whether it's, you know, an amateur level or a professional level, you can't get away from, you know, just working. You can't get away from max effort. Like your, the way you control your attitude, your, your effort. That's, that's the whole, you can't get away from that. And that's something that, that, that carries me through it. You know, do you I, remember the first time you went to Warriors practice? Yes, I even have. A, I honestly, I do, I do. Yeah, I even have a picture of me, like in the in the background, sneaking a picture of like everything. I have a great picture you of do. you actually. Yeah, a <laughs> Warriors game, right? And it's brilliant. Oh, look at that! Now, what I talked about before was <laughs> FA's contagious smile. Look at that. <laughs> right, and now look at FA collecting the game ball from Ron Rivera. It's the same smile. It's the same attitude. It's the same F.A. Obada. So your work ethic hasn't changed because even though we were playing, we practiced on Wednesday, yeah. we played a game on Sunday, yeah. but yet you've still taken that mentality to go and work hard and be the best at what you do. And I remember when, remember when we did that charity day. Yeah. There's a charity in the UK called Sport Relief and we did a day for British Airways. I've got, I've still got the pictures of you on a bouncy castle. Yeah, on a bouncy castle. Yeah. We did some stuff on a bouncy castle. We won't allude to that because <laughs> you're now a professional NFL player. Uh, but <laughs> but it, it, it's your contagious energy that lights up a room, FN. And I would imagine that's the same thing that's happening right now at the Panthers. It's like, this guy is the real deal. Well, let's talk football for all the football nerds out there, including myself. Okay. What's the main transition? What's the big difference between being at the Warriors who are national champions again in the UK, Congrats. to being on the Carolina Panthers? Um, I'll say the speed of the game. Right. And obviously, clearly the, the level of um, competition is, is through the roof. Everybody, everybody's there is, is a professional. Everybody's there is getting paid to do what they're doing. Everybody there, um, you know, to support their lifestyle, support a family, so the intent is different. Because it's a brutal league, right? Yeah, you, you can get cut straight away. Well, cut straight away. You get injured straight away, you know, you never know when it's your last snap, so don't, you know, you shouldn't take anything for granted. Right. And that's what people do over there. Yeah. Don't never take anything for granted. Never take anything for granted. No. Uh, I remember when you turned up your first game, you had no gloves. None. <laughs> Who gave you your first pair of gloves? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> and is there any chance that when I come and watch you at Panthers practice, 
that I could get a pair of Panthers gloves. Signed by the one and only FAO Barn. Of course, of course you can. <laughs> I'll swap you a pair of gloves for a Family Fortunes interactive DVD. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a fair trade. Exactly, exactly. Right, so uh, one thing that we were always taught at the Warriors was ball awareness. Yeah. Get to the ball. Yeah. That interception, right, <laughs> and I know that our defensive coordinator, Adam Dirty, is now at the Atlanta Falcons helping the linebackers, but that is his mantra. Get to the ball. Get to the ball, get to the ball. And it's things like that, basics that stick in your mind, isn't it? Definitely. When you slid in for the interception <laughs> and I messaged him, I was like, there was no way that that ball was coming out. You were like, this is my baby. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But it's instinctive, right? It is, it is. And they, they teach that as well in the, in the Carolina Panthers. You know, the, the ball controls the game. What's Ron Rivera like? It's amazing. Is he's, he? Yeah, he's really down to earth. Like I said, probably one of the nicest guys I've met really good it makes you want to work for him did they tell you that you were going to win the game ball no I didn't so but it was instinctive that when he said I think we all know who this ball goes to <laughs> did anyone say this is your ball my man nobody nobody really? thought no but the room just the, everyone knew though that was, it was the most honest FA I would imagine you've watched it several times it's the most amazing moment ever yeah. like, because everyone in that locker room is on your side do you know what I mean? Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was definitely a moment. Different level. All right, let's go and get some wings. Come on. Nice one. So there you go. Nice chat with FA and good luck to him this week. Who have they got this week? I, I can't remember who they got this week. Have a watch Who have they got? Simon, do you know who they've got? Oh, the Jags. Oh, oh imagine him slamming There's no offensive, Eli. There's no offensive line. Fingers crossed, he, fingers crossed he'll get on, on the field uh, and uh, get some sacks against Eli. Right, uh, right, let's do pick six. Okay. Oh, hang on. By the way, you can see the video of me chatting with FA and him being surprised by the London Warriors in a sports bar in London. It's up on uh, oh. NFL UK socials. Yeah. So, so, let me just kind of get. Let me just see what the hierarchy is like with this podcast. So, right, right. So, I, Darren Fletcher, friend of yours and friend of Simon Crosses, have sat here today to record the podcast on the back of. A bollocking from Alistair Kirkwood. <laughs> Your interview with Effie Avada is now riding high on the NFL UK website and there was no telling off for you whatsoever. Well, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't upset the... I didn't, I didn't rock the, the boat, so to speak. <laughs> you threw me so, under the boat. And it wasn't a telling off. It was a polite... It was a nod from Alistair, to, just to let you know. So that's just all to, it was. Just mark everybody's card. My sit-down interview with Max Boyce on meeting the Dallas Cowboys will be up there next week. Is he still alive, Max Boyce? I think Dwayne Chambers also went to the Dallas Cowboys as well. Did he? This is a good story. It's a true story. Dwayne Chambers, 100-meter sprinter, yeah. right, went to the Dallas Cowboys, and he outran, as you would expect, every defensive back that the Dallas Cowboys had on their roster, right? The problem that Dwayne Chambers had, he couldn't stop. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he couldn't catch it. No, he, he could couldn't catch. Stop. Couldn't stop. Because if you think a 100-meter sprinter is bombing it down the field, and you do like a, a, a hitch... You know, he, like, he couldn't stop. He couldn't plant his ankles into the ground and turn round. So the defensive back, Darrell Reeves, just said, listen, I know he's just going to run a fly pattern every time because he can't stop. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty it. much. You like, can't what? catch it when he gets there either. <laughs> exactly. Big, only he couldn't catch it because the quarterback couldn't get it to well, him. There you go, there you go. Uh, well, I'll tell you what I did watch this week, just a little card marker. I watched uh, two episodes of A Football Life. They're back on again on Game Pass. Lawrence Taylor, brilliant. And Tony Romo, brilliant. Two really good ones. And it's Willie McGuinness, I think, this week as well. So if you've got the game pass, you're not, not caught up with the football lives yet. The Lawrence Taylor one, you've got to watch it. Do they talk brilliant. about his cocaine addiction and everything, everything else? Everything, yeah. He does. He's, and they've got what they've got. They've got a load of old interviews that he kind of did at the time. 
and they've got him now talking about everything. They, they, he, I mean, look, listen, he's had a checkered past. There's the cocaine addiction, he's, he had the court case with the underage prostitute and all this, and he speaks really openly about his life. And they speak to his family, his daughters, about the impact his behaviour had on the family. It's a really powerful hour into a per, insight into a person, let alone it being an NFL superstar and a troubled one at that. It's really worth a watch. And what a player. Yeah. Redefine the position. Well, that's it. I think when you're going to be an all-time great at anything, you've got to redefine what you do. And I think that's why, for me, when you say who's been the most impactful player in the duration of, while well, I've been watching it from the mid-80s on, a lot of people would say Jerry Rice. I don't think Jerry Rice has revolutionised the receiver position. He played it to an extremely high standard. But Lawrence Taylor changed the way offences and defences played the game of American football. Ray Finkel. Who's that? Oh, come on. Who's Ray Finkel? <laughs> Tell me you've seen Pet Detective. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll get it. <laughs> Lacey's out. <laughs> I was thinking, who do you play for? Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Pick six. Into the end zone for the pick six. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, we're just two weeks away, Darren, from the Seahawks versus the Raiders here yeah. at Wembley, which is where we are. And that's why there's a bit of background noise this week on the fumble. We're doing it live from outside Wembley Stadium because Darren is about to commentate tonight, which is Tuesday, yeah. on Tottenham versus uh, Barcelona. Is it Wednesday, Wednesday today? Yeah, Wednesday. Get lost. Yeah, Tuesday. I was at Old Trafford. Was is it Wednesday today? Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Oh, my, I thought it was Tuesday today. Yeah, well, you, you see, what we have done, you've learned something today. Yeah. You've actually learned it's not the day you thought it was. <laughs> so I'm going to see the little magic man tonight. Oh, yeah, Lionel. Yes, I'm looking forward to that tremendously. But, All right. But so, yeah, so it's, we're just over a week, aren't we? I've got a bit of news as well. I've been asked, despite being persona non grata with the NFL office, I've actually been asked to work for them that week, so it can't be that bad. I think you're trying to get me in the shit. But, so the, 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 they're doing kind of an afternoon with, they're doing one with the Raiders and one with the Seahawks. So Neil Reynolds is going to be at the, in the Hilton Hotel behind us and doing it with Gruden and co. Nice. And they've asked me to go to the Grove and spend an hour with an audience with the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, that's around the corner from my house. Come and see it. Come, can you come, get me in? Come in, yeah. Come, well, come. You've upset Alistair now. We might be blacklisted. No, no, we're okay. Come. You can come. I'm hoping they're going to put up Russell Wilson, Doug. But I don't know yet, but I'm hoping the big hitters are going to be there. Pete Carroll's a character. So I'm really looking forward to that. So my excitement's even higher than it was. Going to be working on the tailgate with Neil. And I just can't wait to get it here. And the, the great thing this year is three weeks in a row, isn't it? Three, three yeah. weeks in a row. So we don't get a break. So can't wait. You? Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I think every time we get to this point and this part of the year, NFL fans just go from being nine and a half out of ten excited to ten out of ten excited because we get, and we, we said it a few times, and we've mentioned it on the, the fumble, that these are legitimate games. These are games that mean something. They're no longer, you know... Uh, 
65 blokes coming onto the field and everyone's going to get a go at playing. This is a legitimate series of games at Wembley Stadium that we can all just soak up. Do you know what as well? Just kind of looking more globally at it. We looked at that one between the Chargers and the Titans and wondered what we were going to get. The Titans all of a sudden are at the top of their division. The Chargers are putting up tons of points. That's a really exciting game. The Eagles and the Jaguars speak for themselves. You know, that, that's going to be fantastic. Even though Philly are struggling at the minute. And then, I know a lot of people are talking about the Raiders and saying, well, they've not got a very good record and nor have Seattle, but the chance to see Russell Wilson in the flesh, to see a genuine NFL superstar perform against the Raiders team that's got, a, got better week after week after week. And that game against the Browns, I mean, was ridiculous this week. I mean, they're putting up points, aren't they now? Well, we get to see Marshawn Lynch in the flesh yep. against his former team. Bit of beef there as well. You've got some Skittles to throw at him. Do you know what? I bet someone comes dressed as a bag of Skittles. Fancy dress. Because, you know, everything can happen. Anything and everything does happen at Wembley during Skittle the NFL games. It's been said to me before when I've been out. Have you come as a bag? You're dressed like a bag of Skittles. <laughs> I thought it was an insult. Not a... Were you wearing that Noel Edmonds tribute oh, shirt that you've got? Very <laughs> the old Versace one. Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> We've got to point out how hard Marshawn Lynch was running at the weekend. I mean... He, he doesn't stop. No. He must get more yards. Well, I mean, it's a stat that needs to be looked up. I don't know it off the top of my head because I can't remember anything. But his yards after contact Ooh. must be immense. There must be. I think you'd. I mean, I'm trying to think which running backs there would have been in NFL history that would have had more yards after contact. The Nigerian nightmare. Yeah. Roger Craig, high knees. Peyton would have done because you, you could never get Walter down when he was. Barry Sanders. But did Barry get hit much? I mean, he never got to leg. He just juked, though, didn't he? Jerome Bettis would have had a load. Yeah. But, I mean, he... Larry Zonka. Larry Zonka. But last week, you know, he looked like Marshall Lynch playing for the Seahawks. Because he, he's not looked like that for me, for the Raiders. But he rolled back the years last weekend. It was yeah. great, wasn't as, it? as had, uh, let's be honest, as had Adrian Peterson. Now, Crossy, this is why he does what he does. He's just put up the SB Nation. Uh, oh, there plate, you go. And it says, Raiders Marshall Lynch had more yards after contact than actual yards against the Dolphins in November 2017. More been, yards after contact. The, gun, the in, guy's in an game absolute the Dolph- In a game against the Dolphins. Yeah, so looking forward to that. Yeah. Right, one for you. So Stephen on At The Fumble, and we always put a question out from our loyal listeners every week. So Stephen this week says, what's happened in NYC? Is it the end for Eli Manning? Well, we all thought that when they drafted Shaquan. <laughs> Saquon. Saquon. Saquon, Shaquan. Uh, when they drafted him, we all thought that it would take a lot of pressure off Eli Manning. We thought that uh, OJ Beckham, deal done, he would be relaxed, his attitude would kind of you know, go from a boil to a simmer, calm down, bring some, some calm, some peace, some tranquility uh, to uh, MetLife Stadium, but it's just not happened. There is something wrong. Is it the head coach? No. I don't think it's Eli no, Manning. No. I really don't think it is. What do you think it is, Darren? This is plain and simple. And you know this as well as anybody. You've played the game. You've watched the game. If you can't protect the quarterback, you've got no chance. You can have Brady or Rodgers or Breeze or anybody behind the dodgy offensive line. Forget it. He has no time whatsoever to throw the ball. The receivers have got no time to get open. The offensive line is a complete mess. And I think the season's going to be written off because they can't protect him. He's not mobile, he never has been. He's even slower now because of his age. And, you know, they can run the ball with Barkley fine, but he's just got no time back there. The offensive line's a mess. And if if they sort the offensive line out, they've got offensive weapons who can make a difference. Without a line, he's just going to keep getting pancaked every week. And I tell you what, 
F.A. Abada might get another defensive player the, the week this week if, if he has his way in the Meadowlands against the, the Giants. Well, fingers crossed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Fumbleite, it's that moment you've all been waiting for. Strap yourselves in. If you're on the train, uh, turn your gaze from your newspaper, your magazine, uh, your homework, your laptop, and just stare out of the window because Darren Fletcher is now going to throw some numbers your way, which are... I guarantee you're going to blow your mind. Darren, first up, what you got? It's the podcast equivalent of throwing shapes. We're going to throw numbers. I'm going to go nice and steady. So Mitchell Trubisky, Chicago Bears. I think we might speak about him a little bit later on on the podcast. Six touchdowns at the weekend against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. One of only 32 players in the history of the league to throw six touchdowns in a single game. And when you look at the list, you're looking at people like Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Sid Luckman, Dan Marino, Joe Montana. You're talking Hall the of greats. Fame. Yes, Hall of Fame caliber players. Mitch Trubisky is now on that list. The NFL record is seven um, of all time, so he wasn't a million miles from that. The next one, we touched on the Rams. This is great. The Los Angeles Rams average 468.5 yards per game and 35 points per game. The significance of that, that is more yards and more points on average per game than the greatest show on turf between 1999 and 2001, an offense that included Hall of Famers Marshall Falk and Kurt Warner, the great wide receiver Torrey Holt, plus one or two other playmakers too. This is a legitimate offense. It's a better offense than that one in terms of performance. And this is a young offense that's probably only going to get better. I'm soaking that one up because that is a stat and a half, Darren. Yeah. So this offence is accumulating more yards yes. and scoring more points yes. than the greatest show on turf. Yes. So of the players on offence, solely on offence, because you mentioned the offence of that Kurt Warner team. Well, they also had Orlando Pace at left tackle, let's not forget. Yeah. Hall of Famer. Who in this offense, his current Rams offense, is going to end up in the Hall of Fame? Todd Gurley, if he if he if he if he has the long longevity, yeah. him. I don't know about anybody else. I mean, I don't know what if Jared Goff does this for ten years, he's going to be in there too. But I, I, you don't know Brandon Cooks. I don't know. Yeah, without doubt, that's good stats. Good I like that one. Last one. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm not finished. Oh, I'm not finished. Do you think those numbers are so great? And you know that I'm, I'm pro defense. I'm a, a defensive guy. Do you think that because of the changing of the rules for pass interference, what defines a catch, uh, this palaver, this horrible debacle about how you can tackle a quarterback, because the game is so pro-offense, do you think these rule changes have helped offenses like the LA Rams accumulate yards, score more points? Is it because things were different back then? Yeah, I think it does. But let's not forget that was a dome team as well. So they played indoors. Great points! Uh, you know, this one's a grass team outdoors. So that, that's, that's a disadvantage to the current Rams. We know they had Hall of Famers on the roster who were able to do this for, for a long, long time. We don't know about the calibre of player on the Rams. Yes, I would agree that it's easier to throw the ball down the field now and make catches, but there's no given. What I'd say as well, Vern, I'm just looking at the, the, their games the rest of the way. There's a real chance that they could keep, they could maintain it or even improve it. They're on the road in Seattle this week. There's no Legion of Boom anymore. Then they go to Denver, rarefied air. San Francisco 49ers, no defence. Green Bay, no defence. At the Saints, indoors, no defence. Shootout. Yeah, Seattle again, no defence. Kansas City, no defence. Then they've got a bye. They go to Detroit. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Week 12, they got a bye. That is the perfect time, in my opinion, for a bye. Then they go to Detroit, no defence. Then they meet Khalil Mack in week 14. They then play Philadelphia, no defence. 
Arizona, no defense, and finished with the 49ers. Hey, no defense. So they might continue to put up the kind of numbers that they've been putting up in the early weeks right the way through. Wow, maybe uh, the Miami Dolphins vets are getting that phone wow. call already. You wow. know what, lads? We better round up the troops. You know, yeah. the undefeated team. Yeah, well, Nick Bonaconti and those boys, they might not be popping the champagne this year. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Now, the last one, and I love this, and I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that it was, however many days was it that, J.J. Watt last had a sack in the league. Since yeah. then, he's been on fire. I think he had three in one game and two in the other. But let me give you this one. Jadavian Clowney was drafted four years ago. Sunday's game against the Colts is the first time that J.J. Watt and Jadavian Clowney have had a sack in the same game for the Houston Texans. Another one. <laughs> hey. Wow. Can you imagine that? Two great defensive linemen like that who get after the quarterback. You would think it was obvious that it had a at least one sack each in the same game. Never happened for Houston until Sunday against the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, interesting start for Jadavion Clowney because he is a, a physical specimen. He's an absolute beast. He's quick off the ball, but he's just it's just not clicked. It's not happened. And let me tell you as well, they made a decision that year to take Jadavion Clowney first overall when a lot of experts in the US were saying, draft Khalil Mack. Don't draft Jadavion Clowney. They took Clowney, how did that work out? They could have had Mac on the other end of JJ Watt. Well, I hope for Jadavian's sake and for the sake of his career that he doesn't have an he does have an outstanding time in the NFL, or else people will just say, "Look, you you drafted him because of that one tackle." You know the one in college where he took the guy's head off, literally. Well, hell of a tackle, though, isn't it? Oh, it's yeah. phenomenal, outstanding. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there you go. So I've got one for you now. Yep. So I just mentioned Mitchell Trubisky there. As a, you like all the teams, I know that, but if you had to stick your neck on the block for one, it'd be the Bears. Yep. Yeah. Have you now got your quarterback for the first time since Jim McMahon? And I, I, don't give me Jay Cutler, but, you know, I know he did okay, but no, no, no. Have you got your quarterback for the first time since Jim McMahon? Can this fella lead you to a Super Bowl? Well, I'll tell you what I like. I like the fact that the Bears took Khalil Mack, right? Because you can tell what that franchise is doing. They're building a team. They're not building a team around Trubisky, or else they would have gone, you know what, let's go and, let's go and find a deep... They would have took Dez, you know what I mean? They would have took a, a decent wide receiver, a better running back than what they've got. But they said, no, 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 no. Let's get our offence on the field. Let's get them off the sideline. Let's get a defensive star, a stud. I mean, the guy, Khalil Mack, is playing out of his skin. And what that's done is given Trubisky the opportunity and the chance to put up some decent numbers. I think he needs a, a, a better slot receiver. I think they need to improve their short game because it's proven at the weekend that this guy can bomb it. And I think we do have a legitimate chance uh, next couple of years to be a team that uh, can push for the playoffs at least. I don't think they'll make the playoffs this year. Oh, I don't know. Sure. Uh, I don't know. I think they might win that division. I think they need more. Cons I think they need to take this win. And, and I know a lot hey, of football they, they, pundits say it. They need to push on. Yeah, but they're two games ahead of the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. And they, they, can, they can beat the Packers. They can win the division. Yeah, but just wait till Kirk Cousins settles into his system. They might be too far back by then. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to jump the gun just uh, yet. But let, I think. Let, let me just give you this as well. I've been thinking about this. If you look at the young quarterbacks in the NFL, the ones that are performing the best, and it's an obvious thing to say, are the ones that have offensive-minded head coaches. So you look at Jared Goff at the Rams. He's got Sean McVay. You look at Pat Mahomes at the Chiefs. He's got Andy Reid. You look at Mitch Trubisky with the Bears. He's got Matt Nagy. You look at Baker Mayfield and, and the Browns, he's got Hugh Jackson. You look at Josh Allen, he's got Sean McDermott, defensive guy. You look at um, Steve Wilkes, who's the coach of the, the Cardinals, Josh Rosen's in there. The ones that are performing, that are really flying at the minute, Carson Wentz, he's got Doug Peterson. Mm. 
offensive guy. If you put a young quarterback with an inventive offensive coach, they've got a chance to succeed. So that gives Trubisky the edge on one or two. Well, I think that's why Andrew Luck's going to have a decent year this year because he's got Frank Wright. Frank Wright. And I think he's going to have a, a, a pretty decent season. And he's put up some good numbers as well. Interesting. Yeah. Good point, Darren. Well made. Uh, you're a big Packers fan. Sorry, you're a big Bears fan, but you changed your... <laughs> Change your colours to the Packers, yeah. Darren, uh, and you've been flying the yellow and green for quite some time now as he dons his Green Bay Packers cap, given to him by our exec producer, Simon Cross. Which I'm just checking whether it's bugged in there and it's got a direct line into yeah. Alistair. <laughs> I'm just checking in there. See, can you, you get the meter on there? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I've got Aaron Rodgers in my fantasy team and he's done okay. He's not a top 10 quarterback no. at the moment. He's not even top 15 quarterback, I don't think. I think he's ranked 19th. Um, is he all right? What's going on? I don't, think, I don't think he looks it, does he, to me? I mean, the knee's, the knee's getting better. He's a bit more mobile, but he's not very accurate. He's not. He's not, he's not and, you know, I, I think one of the best points, the most significant points you made earlier on this season, Darren, was about Dak Prescott mm -hmm. and his accuracy. And I, I think it's a very, very valid point that stands uh, alongside the majority of quarterbacks in the NFL. If you haven't got a decent receiver, then you've got to be ultra accurate. And I think his knee... And the pressure that he's getting, I think it's affecting Aaron Rodgers because he's throwing balls like two, three yards in front, behind yeah. and everywhere around I, the receiver. I don't know because I've never been on, a, on an NFL roster. I don't know how important practice is. I mean, he's not practicing at the moment, is he, because of the knee, whether that's just taking away his sharpness. Maybe against Buffalo last week, it was just a case of, well, all we've got to do is turn up and win because we're on our own field and we don't lose here and we're certainly not going to lose to this mob on, on our own field. Maybe it was that. You know, they've got more difficult games on the horizon to come, um, but he's going to have to get sharper than this. They, they can't go deep into the playoffs with Rodgers performing to the standard that he is because the defence isn't a whole lot better. The running game isn't a whole lot better. They're going to go as far as he can take them, and at the moment that doesn't look like it's going to be that far, but you kind of hope that when the knee gets completely right, he gets better, practices more, gets his sharpness back, regains the accuracy, and they're OK. But at the minute, if you're a Packer fan... I'm, I'm concerned. I, I, they don't look right to me. No, they don't. Uh, all right, last one of the pick six, Darren. OK, this is the most important question of the day. Who got the drunkest at the Warriors reunion <laughs> last week? <laughs> when FA was in town. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? It's pretty even Stevens, but I did smash some Guinness. Did you? Oh, did yes. You? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I didn't have much to eat at lunchtime, and I thought, you know what, I'll get my iron in. Yeah. Because it's a meal in a glass, isn't it, Guinness? That's yes. my excuse. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. That's my excuse. So, yeah, yeah I, I got on the Guinness, and F.A. So was I'm, it you, then? Uh, yeah, Darren, <laughs> I think it was me. Uh, it was me, because I was paying. You, but you're good at it. I mean, I've got to say, I went to the Super Bowl, and I thought I was okay in that kind of environment, and I was first to bed. I was in the right mess. <laughs> I, was, I went out! I was being sick in the night and all sorts, if you remember. <laughs> yeah. I was really poorly. I, I, don't, I don't quite know what you did to me. You had Bud Light-itis. I, I, whatever I had. I want, I'm not drinking with you like that again. I'm going to pace myself <laughs> next year. Uh, yeah, so it was really good. And you know what? We, we, we've bigged up FA, and I, I'm sure we will continue to do so. He was on still water all night. Was he? Yeah, week off. And he didn't let... He was on the chicken, weren't he, Simon? He had uh, double Nando's. Still thinking about his regime and a professional athlete. Because I think as a professional athlete, you've got time to drink in the summer. You know, you can hire a boat with your mates and go crazy and go wild. And you can do a gronk and go down to Miami Beach and, and let loose. But in season, I think you ban the alcohol, you get rid of the fatty foods and you just crack on. And I think you'll do well. I think it bodes well for him because you, could, you see a lot of guys, don't you, who get a little bit of a taste of success, which is what he's had over the last couple of weeks. 
all of a sudden you're buying flashcards, you're out every night, you're a face and a name around the town that you're playing, all goes to your head and it's gone in a flash. The fact that he's living like that and he's maintaining that gives him more of an opportunity to be successful longer term, which, which is good for him. Yeah. All right, uh, two-minute warning. Are you ready, Darren? Yes. Now, tonight, it's uh, Tottenham Hotspur yes. versus uh, FC Barcelona. Yes. It's the European Champions League. You're commentating, and I will be tuned in. I will be listening, as always. I think you do a bloody good job, Darren. It bring the game alive. Um, it's funny, because not many people on Twitter agree with that. No, I'd ignore that. <laughs> ignore that. It, but one thing I want to ask you, and, yeah. and don't start the clock just yet, because the question is, is quite deep. Go on. It's been said this past week that the game of football, soccer, the ball's only in play for 60 minutes yeah. during one game, yeah. an average of 60 minutes. Do you think there are some rules within NFL, American football, time-wise, that FIFA could take to change that statistic, to keep the ball in play? Do you think there needs to be an independent referee watching the ball go out, stopping the clock? I know this isn't an NFL question, but it's relatable because of the amount of time that, you know, people say, oh, it takes ages and nothing ever happens in American football. So your time starts now. I'd like to see it. I, I really would. And I think an independent timekeeper should be something they look at. I mean, I look at additional time at the end of games. <clears throat> I can't work it out. I mean, they just kind of stick the finger in the air and come down with a number. I mean, I was at a game yesterday, and you think, well, they've made six substitutions, so that's three minutes. There was three minutes added on at the end of the game, so what they're saying is there's not been any stoppage time at all the rest of the way. So you're short-changing punters. You're charging them anywhere between 1,600 quid for a ticket these days, and as you said, they're seeing an hour's worth of football. They're not even seeing 90 minutes worth. I think an independent way of, of doing that would be good. I, you know, I, I think it's a good... I think the NFL have got most things right. You know, the way that they, they've got the rules and the way they've got the rules committee, they're constantly assessing what, what they're going to do to change it. And I think a, a ticking clock that, that, that they've got in football is OK, provided it's managed properly, and I, I'm not sure it is. Let me just throw them back at you just on the rules again. And it's about the tackling. And I saw the most ridiculous uh, roughing the passer call at the weekend. It was in the Raiders-Browns game. And the, the, the defensive lineman literally put his hands on Baker Mayfield and got done 15 yards. Baker Mayfield actually high-fived him on the way out for not cleaning him out. And that's still a penalty. Have they gone too far? Have they got to change it? Are they going to make the game a mockery if they don't get the balance right? I think what they've done is they've made a statement because it is an issue. No one likes to see the star quarterback, the superstar quarterback, uh, leave the game for a long period of time. But I think this will end up the same way that the uh, catch rule has gone. They'll, this is the first generation tackle rule. And then maybe in a couple of years' time, they'll change it, they'll tweak it and say, right, you can hit the quarterback, but you can only hit him here and here, and then you've got to release him. It's the, it's the timing of the game. These are professional athletes who are so quick off the ball, and you can't stop momentum unless the quarterback gets out of the way, but he's not going to do that because he knows he's going to get 15 yards going down the field. I think the rules will change in the next couple of years, and it'll make it fair for defensive players to react better. Clay Matthews got a sack this week and he didn't even want to tackle the quarterback, did he? Let go of him. Yeah. Yeah, let go of him. And, I th and then, uh, yeah. Don't oh, two minutes is up! Yeah. I've got so much more! Can we have another minute? Can we have a little bit of extra time, seeing as we've been talking about time? Just one minute. Can we, Simon? Please, please, please. It's another NFL FIFA-related question. Yeah. Right, there's um and ah about VAR. The NFL does it properly. The NFL does it correct. What's all the fuss about? No, I don't know why it's difficult. I don't know why it's difficult. It's made difficult. Mind you, all I would say was we, we, we can always be caught in the present day. And I remember when they first brought instant replay, as it was called, as it still is in, in, in America, it didn't work great straight away, did it? They, they had to work at it a little bit. 
I also think it's a more... Well, I don't know, they just seem to, I don't know. I tell you what else they're better at. You know when they've got the refs in the booth? They seem to know the rules. Exactly! I'm not sure some of the ones that we've got know the rules. I think you're spot on, especially during the World Cup. There's yeah. all that debacle with all those. I don't think that, eh? I don't think there's enough cameras covering uh, the actual game to give the, the VAR refs enough scope on the actual incident that they're questioning. Do you know what I mean? But that's something that we can use in another uh, two-minute warning. But anyway, uh, listen, thanks very much for tuning in. Darren, have a great game tonight. Brilliant, can't wait. I'm really excited. Love watching Messi. We are by the fountains outside Wembley Stadium. So in a couple of weeks' time, there's going to be uh, the Raiders fans, the Seahawks fans, yeah. and everyone else milling around. It's something we've got in common this week, that you spent the week getting messy with Effie Abada, and I'm going to watch Messi tonight. <laughs> Is he that good in real life? Oh, mate, he's amazing. When you watch him in real life, you know, what you, when you see him, and, and I, I challenge the people, next time you watch him on the telly, if you're not lucky enough to go and see him in the stadium, if you are, get a ticket and go and do it, because he won't let you down. When you stand there, you, you, when you watch him, you'll think... I can't believe how much time he spends stood still. He genuinely stands still longer than anybody else I see. He'll just go and stand over there. And people almost forget about him. And you think, Messi stood over there. What are you doing? And all of a sudden, bang, gets the ball, blah, 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 goal, cheers. And then you think, he stood still again. He stood still again. <laughs> he stood still again. And nobody can mark him. And he stood still. And then, bang, bang, goal. Tremendous. Oh, what's this here? Oh, oh, this is our uh, FA Obada video. You've got an Obada 94 top. Yeah, hoodie. Yeah. yeah, ordered it, specialised. Did you? Yeah. There's Effie, look. Oh, that's when he first met everybody. Yeah, and then this is the interview. Yeah. Ah. Is, is this working on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, it, it will do. It will do. Uh, anyway, this is a Shooting Shark production, as always. We bid you farewell. Thank you very much for tuning in. You know what to do. Uh, what is it? Subscribe. Subscribe rate. Rate, comment. We need, we need these things, don't we? Yeah, yeah. get involved. Apparently, if, if we get, like, um, people saying nice things, we might get it sponsored, and if we get it sponsored, we might want to carry on doing it. So we do actually, you know, we kind of said we're not really bothered. We are <laughs> no, now we are. bothered, yeah. We are. We're really bothered now. And, and also, uh, this is the last sentence that I will say. It's Darren's birthday tomorrow being Thursday, so if you can send him a uh, happy birthday on our Twitter feed, at The Fumble on Twitter, uh, wish him all the best. Oh, well, 40, 41? 38. 38, 38. <laughs> all right. Yeah, we'll leave it there. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's another... Uh, do you know what? You know when you're a kid... And somebody said, you're going to be 38 one day. You thought that was the worst age ever. When you get to my age, 38, you take that. I thought the worst there would be, you know you're old when you buy bath taps. I've never bought bath taps. That's because you're dead young. <laughs> That's because Lauren does it. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.